Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Once again, having to be recorded on a phone. It happens. Yeah, no. I don't. I didn't realize until the end of last week that the college was having a bank holiday on Monday and Tuesday. So, you didn't know. Yes, thank you, Paul. For you've, <laughs> added, you've added so much. This I have. Tell him of my wonderful drink. No, he's drinking. Well, what is it you're drinking? I'm drinking out of a fancy-looking purple tumbler, but only drinking. Dragon soup, yeah. As you said, the polishing of a turd. But yeah. fuck it, you know. So yeah, we're having to make do with the phone again this week. Apologies. In the wonderful confines of my home. Yeah, because I don't know a place we could do it. Yeah, I can smoke here. Mm-hmm. So Scott, you said you had some points you wanted to make this week. Yes, yeah, so there's any sort of stuff I wanted to get out last week. Yeah. Well done if you managed to get through the full hour and 30 plus minutes. You are a trooper. <laughs> I even had to, uh, I was shared on a couple of Facebook pages wrestling related and I had to find them. If you wanted to get right to the wrestling, skip to 38 minutes in. Has anyone skipped or listened yet? Well, I've heard some people listen, but I don't know how many people skipped or if they listened to the full thing. We don't care about us, Scott. We just don't care. I think it's more of a point of how much we rambled about other shit. We did, but we, we had so much to ramble about. Yes, I know. So much stuff, but it's a little time. <laughs> exactly. I think in the future we should we should try and, in the future we should get together to record many episodes of like twenty minutes in between in between the usual days where you get to record so we can fill in shit we didn't get to record. Them. That is true, but I think one day we should try a mammoth show and try for a two hour one. Mm-hmm. I, pre- I think that would be good for us. I have a feeling we'll get to a two hour eventually. Uh, yeah, and just saying every now and then when there's a big. When there's a lot of shit happening like there was last week, getting in, getting a mini episode in between the actual. Yeah, before yeah. we get before we get to what we did, what I was going to talk about last week. Have you got anything to add to what you did during this week? I do, I do. I purchased WrestleMania twenty three, which has one of the forgotten Money in the Bank winners, Mister Kennedy. Mm-hmm. He wins it, and then runs a foul of the backstage lot and Randy Orton as pair. Because Randy seems to have a lot of problem with people. Yeah. I, I heard that with his money in the bank is he he seemed to get in, he had an injury, and I uh, didn't realize until after they took the belt or turned the case off him and he just cashed it in that his injury wasn't as severe as once feared. Yeah, meaning the whole ordeal was pointless. I I think the the worst thing about that money in the bank was the nastiness of the injury. Well, looking injury between Edge and Jeff Hardy because Edge looked really messed up. Oh yeah, when, when Edge when this yeah. Jeff dies off the ladder, he really looked like he fucked his back up in that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember late later that year he was gonna get involved in the whole McMahon blowing up the limo and be really his illegitimate son thing. Yeah. But then yeah, the whole Benoit thing came out, and there were several other superstars were. Yeah. Implicated in buying possible steroids, and he was one of them, so he... Good old Benoit with his craziness. Yeah, so they had to... So for safety... Just to be safe, they had to suspend anybody who might have been... Apparently Edge was, maybe, was one of them as well, but he was already injured, so they kind of... 
they kind of let him go. I well, kind of just extended his um kept him off TV for an extra like month or so. If only Mister Kennedy had been injured, huh? Mm-hmm. Could have just lied and said he was. <laughs> I would have. Yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add to bit of my trailer or your week? Oh well, not particularly. I mean, I did, I did go over the watching The Shining again. I, I very much enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but no, my week has been pretty quiet, to be honest with you. I, ha- I have no particular newspaper rant. So I did, <laughs> I did read a ridiculously funny headline. Well, not really a headline. Little side part in the paper. And for those of you of a weak disposition, I do apologize. But I read of a man who managed to kill himself, a German man, I might add, who managed to kill himself by melting cheese onto his genitals with a radiator, wearing a wearing a diving raincoat, a pair of tights and a plastic bag on his head. It was the most ridiculous. You, you laugh at this and you think, what kind of ridiculous freak are you? You know? If only the people could see my expression. Yeah, well, that was my expression. But I I laughed until I cried. Good Lord. I laughed until I cried. Really imagine people who knew him thinking, isn't that you or Archie who who died? No, that's not not him. What what possible sexual thrill could you have from melting cheese onto your penis? I don't know. There's some weird people in the world. Oh, the expression on your face. (laughs) The discomforts in your view. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'm, I didn't fucking do it. Uh, I hope no one's eating while watching this. Listen to this. Did I not pre-warn them? Yes, I know, but still, I don't think any amount of warning could prepare you for what you <laughs> prepare you for that. Yeah, I loved the fact in the paper as well. It was next to a big headline about a Scottish guy that had hundreds of Scottish-based tattoos. Mm-hmm. You know, very cool story about a man loving Scotland. Next to a little story about a man who dies from milk and cheese on his dick. It's very odd. I don't even know how you... I don't know what... I don't want to know, but I don't know how you die from that. Yeah, well, I... So it's really scalded, maybe. I don't know, but remember, there was a plastic bag over the head. I assume he asphyxiated himself or electrocuted himself with a fucking heater. Are you having a bag over your head or melting shit... One of those is weird enough, but wanting to do both at the same time is just yeah, it's even weird. With 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 a diving ring coat, a pair of tights on. Mm-hmm. Moving swiftly on from that, <laughs> you said that the shining, watching the behind the scenes thing, gave you a couple of ideas for preparing for filming. If we ever for when we well, work yeah, again on short film, the way uh, Jack Nicholson prepares for his script, like he he highlights his lines, he gets himself worked up, you know, it's a way he readies himself for a shoot or something. I just, I very much like it. It's a good way to work, mm. you know. And plus, I was watching that and talking about the whole mental deterioration of Shelley Duvall, like, during filming of The Shining, because we all know that Shelley Duvall is unfortunately a little mental psychotic now. But a lot, before she went full-blown nuts, she put a lot of her stress and her depression down to the experience of filming The Shining, because Stanley Kubrick was very, very full on with her. But I've watched the making of a few times, and Kubrick, I don't believe he's mean. He's just very much, let's get this fucking done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel she was a little too weak to deal with him, because Nicholson seemed fine. 
you said I was going to end up like Nichols, uh, like no, Nicholson, like Kubrick. Like yeah. I am nowhere near that mental. You may get there. No, I... if you keep casting me in your bloody films, you may get there. I, I know. I don't realize how stressed I've I've gotten the last last time we filmed when was unforeseen circumstances came up where you had to go get your kids back. I should. Yeah, that should, should well. yeah, I know. But I should have prepared for. Yeah, but you will. You'll end. You'll end up fat and psychotic with Kubrick. I don't. I don't know why. I think this just speaks to me. But uh, I was slightly more offended that you said I was going to end up fat and psychotic. <laughs> it just speaks to my ego. We all have an ego. Yes, we all. We all do. I think about my week, and I just realised I didn't have as interesting a week as I thought I did. Why not? Why didn't you have an interesting week, Scott? I tried to do some new, like, practice filming by going out with my phone and filming stuff randomly in Victoria Park. Yaha. Uh-huh. And then I went, I went, ended up near near the area where uh, they filmed in Still Game and uh, went up went up to where the number one bench was and I, just, oh, I took okay. a photo of myself on that and then I took a photo of my view from where I was. Because uh-huh. it was pretty much freezing and it was early on a Wednesday morning. It was pretty much empty other than a few people and their dogs. I must say, the first time I've seen that particular episode, the number one bench, <laughs> the scene where Jack and Victor try to clamber over the fence to yeah. get in and he catches his trousers on the fence... The first time we seen that, myself, my mother, my brother, we near <laughs> peed for sale laughing at us. It's one of the funniest fucking scenes in that whole episode. Uh, I... <laughs> you hear the rip, and he's hanging there by his fucking trousers. Like, Just go for the bench, go for the bench. Back down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably as if nobody's Scottish or seen Still Game, it's just going to go right over your head. And if you haven't seen it, see it. Especially for Scottish, like, because if you live in Scotland and you haven't seen Still Game, I mean, you just gonna wonder how, because, like, it's fair enough if you have seen Still Game and you don't like it, I mean, at least you have seen it, but to have not seen it, when it's such a big part of, like, Scottish comedy, that, that and shows, like, Chewing the Fat. Um, I love Chewing the Fat. Yes, I do. Yeah. I, I love Chewing the Fat and things like, um, like Rab C, I love Rab C as well. Uh-huh. That was a program I enjoyed. But mind you, who who doesn't like Rab C even a little bit? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I won't admit to loving the whole goddamn lot of it. There's a lot of episodes that are a bit poor, you know, but. Uh-huh. Most of it is pretty good. Yeah, I did, I did something quite funny on uh, Friday, oh. where as uh, part of one of my classes for college, uh, we had to make a short like video, video about uh, tying into like film conventions and shit like that. Yeah. So I decided to make a film trailer based on uh, Miami Shadow, which I'll I'll show you. Nice. And uh, it's only like 46, 46 seconds long, and I made it look like this over the top action film <laughs> with like dramatic music. Literally typed in epic. The song I use is literally titled Epic. Dramatic trailer music. Was that the thing you posted on Facebook? Yes, have you seen it? Oh, damn. I was going to watch it, but I thought you were just showing like something we'd already watched, so I had no, to watch it. Tra- it was a trailer. Oh, oh damn. Like, everybody, like, just the majority of people in the class who saw it, even people who were involved in it, and even Kate or Lecturer said it's better than the actual film itself, <laughs> which isn't hard to. And one of them said, you might, when I heard, when they heard I was doing it while I was still editing, 
Yeah. You said you might just be able to save it, yeah. Yes. There was, there was really only one good actor in that movie. Me. <laughs> I was going to make a joke about Thomas being the best actor in it, and he was, all he was doing was playing dead. No, well, <laughs> me and Thomas. It's really both like four minutes of the. Uh, it's a four minute long film, we should do this at some point, but uh, watch all four minutes of it and take a drink every time there's a really shit cut or something. That woman looks bad. Yeah. And with that four minutes, you'll be pissed by the end of it. But also, what I will say, and this isn't just because he is my partner on this show, once Scott has finished his movie he's currently making, watch that because I'm in it, he's in it, it's a damn good film. Mm-hmm. And I look great. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling to find the time we get it, get it edited. Because I tried downloading the software on my actual computer and I haven't figured you know, he figured out how to probably work it on that computer for a reason. Yeah. But then you got the you got the computers on the actual and colleagues that have it, which I'm able to use fine. Then it's fine the time where the classes aren't occupied. Yeah. To actually get sufficient time to do it, which I know being the director and having written I know how I want it to look, so given yeah. given like at least a couple of hours I can get the majority of it done, if not the whole thing done in like one sitting. And we're actually filming tomorrow the uh, this is for scenes that don't involve you, Paul. Sorry, but just minor scenes that bridge in between scenes. That what scenes? What scenes are you filming that don't involve me? Like the opening scene where I'm wandering around before I enter the hospital room. And I can't just be where I go. Hey, no, you can't be there because <laughs> your first appearance is meant to be involving you appear behind me. Yeah, yeah. And people who don't haven't seen the film yet, you'll understand it when you when you see it. But, uh, and then the final scene is after the handshake where I realise I've been screwed. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I made a funny looking trailer and I realised I did bugger all else really during the week. I take great pride in knowing that I'm both an angel and a bastard in that movie. Yeah. It works to my character, you know. <laughs> so yeah, well, I wanted to talk about... With that riveting competition, but for weeks ago, <laughs> nothing really actually happened. We just prattled a little, as we did. Yeah, we're not filling time at all. <laughs> no, no, not at all. There were some wrestling really news that happened in the last few weeks, and some it's to do with people who have now joined WWE and that. Oh, so this is better news than the cheese dick death. No. Yeah, anything is better than this. <laughs> <laughs> you realise I say this just to wind you up. I think you never to mention that ever again. Why must you do this? <laughs> Would you prefer a lot or the countdown? The countdown by a fucking country mate. Okay. Because I didn't go through a weird image in my head that'll never get out <laughs> without years of therapy. <laughs> At least you'll have something to talk about with your therapist. But go on. Anyway, yeah, so a bunch of people have <laughs> a bunch of signs in the WWE the last few weeks. Uh, mostly engineers, I don't know if you'll we'll know them. Uh, I mentioned Candice LeRae, the wife of Johnny Gargano. She's officially a part of it. Nice. Uh, EC3, with oh. TNA team, is returned. Is he coming to WWE? Yeah. He, he, he appeared in the crowd at TakeOver. Weirdly, I noticed he called EC3, but there's a space between the C and the 3. He's like, oh, it's not all together, it's just EC Space three. EC Space three. Yes, I did hear rumor on like wrestling news or his rumor with Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna get to him, but oh, uh, I think EC three. He's he's back in NXT. Uh, 
Ricochet is in he's known for high flying. Yeah. Uh, the real name's Trevor Mann, which just sounds like the name of a substitute teacher. A little, yeah. And, he, and, he, and you see him in the crowd at like NXT. Mr. Mann. NXT, wait, and he was wearing a sweater. Like, you do look like a substitute. <laughs> like that cool teacher you everybody can come and talk to. I was I was surprised when I was reading the information about the possibility of Bob and Ashley coming back. I was surprised. I didn't realise he was as old as what? I wasn't nearly. 41, uh, yes. I didn't realise he was so old. Uh. And uh, there's a tag team called War Machine, who are essentially big guys, and they have beards. So they would, oh. they wouldn't look out of Raymond Rowe and uh, Hanson. Wouldn't look out of place in the White family. Obviously, they wouldn't find the pay, a place back in the day, like the early nineties, where like you've got the demolition, the OD, naturally disasters. When you look at when you look at them, they've got that kind of look, old classic look, an old school look. Yeah, yeah. Are they good? They're kind of Viking look. I think they're quite good. Some people, look, some, some people accuse them of only been only known how to wrestle one type of match. Do they look like the Berserker? No, they do not look. How did I know you, know you were going to sneak that in? Well, you said Viking look. I thought I'd rip the piss a little. Mm. A little. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, they're all uh, part of Do they look like John Nord? No, they don't. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they're, they're part of NXT, and now NXT's kind of getting a bit... Phil, so you know there's going to be some people who grew up yeah. after. And uh, do you know the authors of Pain are just a few years older than me? Yeah. Both of them. Jeez. They're in their early 20s. Jammy bastards. I know. Uh, one of them in real life's name is Sonny. Because when you look at the size of them and you look at the threat and look like that, it's just <laughs> weird. It's like Sonny. Hey, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Bobby Lashley, yeah. See, EC3, uh, his contract, well, both their contracts are up. Lastly, technically, if he wanted to appear on Dewey, he can't do it till a good few weeks. Yeah. And uh, apparently, there's rumours of him actually, instead of going to back to wrestling, and uh, Dewey might just go to MMA. Well, he's got a hell of a record in MMA. Yeah, there apparently was a storyline where he, was, he had some of his, like, his team, MMA team on TNA television. There was kind of a storyline where there, some, some of them wanted to... Tell me, give up wrestling and come and do MMA full time, and yeah. it's kind of wrestling with a decision, which is supposedly is murdered really because there's some people in his in our circle who have said you should stick to wrestling. That's what you're passionate about, and someone said no, come in, do MMA full time. The thing is, well, if he did choose to come back to wrestling and come to WWE, mm-hmm. there's a very strong chance we would put the title on him. Yeah, I'm because pre- we know Lesnar's contracts up soon. Lesnar probably wants to go back to MMA or UFC or whatever and taking our crack at it. And lastly, if my, in my opinion, if he does come back, he deserves to be put in that place. Because if, if he's still fit, if he's still able to go, mm-hmm. then put, don't just do what he did with Lesnar. Don't just slap the belt on him, but put him in that position, you know? Yeah, I think now all the people who have come to WWE have announced to become a WWE, he's the one that uh, of all and that most will likely just jump to the main roster immediately. Yeah. And there's rumours that he will make an appearance at the Raw after Mania and be in a program with Lesnar. That would be awesome. Like, there's rumors that it'll be like Lesnar and him coming after losing the title and threatening that, oh, we're going to leave and go back to USC, and then Lashley comes out, which leads to a match maybe at SummerSlam. Yeah, I mean, no offense, right? But purely on bulk, yeah. Lashley is way bigger than Lesnar. I think that's what they were going for when, when he originally debuted and they were kind of strapped, trying to strap the rocket to him, where they want him to kind of be the next Lesnar. He could. He's a beast. He is a beast. 
Yeah, last is part of the reason I think Heyman left originally because was, Vince was so adamant about making the new ECW a vehicle for him and putting the ECW title on him. That was around about the time where uh, Heyman wanted to put the belt on Punk. Yeah. And that caused like this friction between the two because like, they'd been argue- they'd, they would argue all the time, but they, I think this is one of the ones where Vince was kept interfering with ECW. Yeah. And this is like the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were. So he's just like, one of us has to go. Him said he said, one of us has to, had to go, and he's the only company, so he's not going to go. You're saying ECW, the barbed wire chair that bolt, broke the camel's back. You know, <laughs> or the candlestick. The, the flaming 2x4. The flaming candlestick that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Rockstar Spud. He's a British wrestler. He, I'm familiar with him. I hate him. He has been announced as uh, the new 205 Live General Manager. I despise Rockstar Spud. Right. From the minute I saw him, I thought, "What? what is this little dickhead? With, it, with his sort of gay look. I mean, the only thing he ever did in TNA of, in, of any particular significance was be EC3's bitch, basically. Mm-hmm. He sucks ass. Hear, hear what his new name is in WWE. Drake Maverick. Rockstar Spud Drake Maverick. So, scrawny little dickhead with a stupid name. It's as if he's never left TNA. I quite like Drake Maverick. You know... uh, His name sounds more muscular than he is. You know in The Simpsons that... uh, What's the name name of the guy who's always in action films and... Oh, uh, oh, um... Rainier Wolfcastle. It sounds like when... There's been like there'd be an episode of Simpsons where they're in a movie theater and says, Wolf Kill is Drake Maverick. Yeah. I just I just like we were myself and my son were watching a Simpsons the other day where they steal McBain's Ferrari. <laughs> or when where they crash into the back of it and he's like, My Ferrari <laughs> I had to do awful things to pay for <laughs> Yeah. And uh, that kind of ties into a new thing where you've heard boy, Vince is bringing back the XFL in 2020. Oh, God. Absolutely. This is... This Why can't it. he just leave well enough alone? It was shit the first time round. Can't he take a hint? Because he's Vince McMahon, damn it. <laughs> and he wants to be a billionaire again. And he... He can't, he's, he can't die before knowing that he feels at something, so he has to... <laughs> but he feels at everything apart from wrestling. His WBF, his XFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, for God's sake, his WBF was so pathetic he bought Lex Luger into the wrestling. His, Lex Luger was supposed to be the grand high star of his WBF, and for all who don't know, his World Bodybuilding Federation. Mm-hmm. Whereas even vignettes for that on the Royal Rumble 92. Mm-hmm. And Lex Luger was supposed to be the big beast thing for his WBF. It went tits up. So he brought Lesnar in, tried to make him a new uh, Luger in, tried to make him a new Hogan. Mm-hmm. That went tits up. And now Luger is a, a crippled shell of what he was. And so is Vince McMahon. Vince's business sense is a crippled shell of what it was. This may actually end up being a good thing because supposedly even though he claims it's not going to affect his day-to-day runs of WWE, it's looking like uh, Triple H is starting to gain more control. Fingers crossed. And apparently, uh, since Drake Maverick was announced as GM, uh, they've started a 16-man tournament for the new to be up a new champion, which is going to culminate at Mania. Yeah. And uh, 
so it's like the week to week is in, is being more focused on the wrestling. Is Rockstar Spud mm-hmm. in there just as GM or is he an active competitor? No, no, it's just the GM. So is he is he retired from active competition? I think for now they're just going to have him as a, as the GM and maybe maybe he could turn heel and like insert himself into it and be like the heel authority figure. Somebody did suggest, like Triple H. Yeah, someone did suggest a good idea of doing like a dual personality where he announces the final participant in the tournament is Rockstar Spud and they kind of carry on like Drake Maverick and Rockstar Spud are two different people. Yeah. Like, and like, yeah. Oh, no, you're the same guy. Like, no, that's a completely different guy. Yeah. Drake Maverick gives, keeps giving Rockstar Spud all these opportunities. <laughs> yeah, that could work. Yeah, that could be quite fun. But, uh, so yeah, it's been more like focus on in-ring stuff, kind of like what it was in the Cruiserweight Classic. And they, mm. they brought up guys from the UK division. They brought Roderick Strong up from NXT. Yeah. It. And uh, apparently this is what they wanted to do all along. They wanted to be focused on the in-ring stuff. But apparently since Vince was involved from the start of, they wanted it to be a character-driven show. And uh, that's why... Vince ne- that's why 1992 ne- anymore. But that's why Neville had his uh, King of the Cruiserweight. So that's why he was on top for so long, because he had a better character. Yeah. And that's why he wanted Enzo to be the champion because he thought Enzo was a better character. Instead of re- realizing the truth that he's a dirty rapist. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he's not there anymore. But uh, uh so he's so yeah, this is kind of meant Triple H shut down the game control, and hopefully this is an indication of what other main roster stuff will be like if he takes over, because yeah. kind of more like NXT, like focused on the in ring action. Let's hope. Your uh, Jeremy Borash was is coming to do you from Tina. He's kind of been like a backstage guy for Tina for all these years, and he's also been a commentator. Yeah. Somebody did equate uh, him coming to do after all these years as like Michael Cole going to TNA. He's been such a main. You know, I wouldn't be upset by that if Michael Cole went away. Take Booker T with him. No, Booker T's away. He's in. Com- he's off of commentary. Remember, he's he's been pushed by Coachman. Yes. Where the hell is he now, then? Is he? I think he's mainly doing his wee radio show, and he's going to come back every so often for like the kickoff panels, and they're just going to keep him there. You, do, you don't want to have him on main roster duties because he's a complete fud. Nope. But, uh, I'm sure he's a lovely man, but he is not a commentator. Yeah, apparently, during Boris, apparently he helped Matt Hardy a lot with uh, filming and producing the final deletion and all the broken stuff. So mm. there's a chance he'll wear. Uh, Get involved in that, mm-hmm. and uh, but apparently his main duties are supposedly to work in NXT. That's where he was hired as by Triple H. It was a Triple H decision. Yeah, and supposedly, I love that it was a Triple H decision. Apparently, Triple H is starting to build like a small team of people close to him that will probably be his like main guys when he eventually takes over. Yeah, like him. There's a guy called Adam Pierce who used to be a wrestler who's apparently one of his main guys. What was his wrestling name? Was it Adam Pierce? Or? I I think Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. Stupid name. Oh, he was NWA champion for a wee while as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Road Dog, who's helping to ruin SmackDown every week, <laughs> is going to be one of these guys. Well, if if Jeremy Borash is coming and done all that great work with Matt. Mm-hmm. Maybe he could do some great work and help Bray reestablish himself. Well, if he's going to be getting involved now during this old Bray match, then maybe he can make them both look good. Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, he'll make Bray look better. Though. Yeah, I, 
I must be one of a very few. I must be very select few people who still believes Bray's got a shot. Mm-hmm. I do. If we just tweak him a little bit more and push him more, rather than be fannies with him, he could be champ again uh-huh. and keep it for more than fucking one month and lose it like an idiot to that fucking idiot, Randy Orton. I remember he lost a qualifying match for the Chamber to Roman recently, and uh, he said, he, he mentioned how uh, it's almost a year since my greatest triumph, and thinking, oh, God, now I'm just depressed. That was a year ago. Yeah. But the good thing about that, when he did have the title, not only when he won it, did he pin both Cunthead and AJ Styles, he came out on Raw and pinned Cunthead again. You know, it's him. Well, whatever. Well, there's a difference between... Smackdown. Well, Smackdown. Smackdown. He, he pinned Cunthead 1, 2, 3. Cunthead is John Cena because he didn't get it. Yeah, Cunthead. Uh, yeah, and, uh, all these people coming in, Triple H is apparently getting more. going to gain more influence and more control. Hopefully, Vince can see, see the good that Triple H does when he's given a bit of control. Uh, apparently. Not always, it doesn't always apparently work when Triple H's got some control, according to Jericho, because apparently Jericho said no little festival of friendship, and uh, Owens turned on him. Yeah. But Triple H didn't want to do that. Triple H wanted it just to be a simple, like, if Owens just beats up Jericho, and that's it. Because he thought they, uh, it was too comical, the festival of friendship. And Jericho fought for it, and like, we've been working on this for months, we've been talking way. Talking with Vince about doing things, but Vince yeah. made suggestions. Like, apparently Vince wasn't there that night. That's why Triple H was, was trying to be the big shot, and, basically. And uh, you know, it's a bit build the build up. There's a comedy, and he said, and then there's yeah. the. I mean, I can understand where Triple H would be coming from because he has a more serious guy than Vince. Yeah, he wants the product to be mm-hmm. realistic to people. Yeah, you know. As realistic as it can be, because I think Triple H looks a lot at th- like the more independent shows or more lesser shows to WWE financially, like mm-hmm. ICW things like that. He looks at that and it's a more serious like product. It was story building is more serious. The fights seem more serious. So Triple H looks at that and he goes right, and he looks at WWE some of the character based shit you've got in there like Bailey and. Cena and shit like that, right? And he goes, no, I don't want all this OTT character shit. I want it to be about wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then again, I really enjoyed the festival friendship, so I'm glad that Jericho eventually apparently fought, mm-hmm. fought with him so much that eventually Trouble's went, mm-hmm. fine, I can do it. It's, there is a place for it, but it's about finding a balance. Like, there was a balance, because this like, started off over the top, and uh, Owens is looking at Jericho like, what is this? Yeah. Then Jericho like being emotional and saying like, "Oh, you, you, you're my best friend. You, this is the best one I've had." And then, Owens giving him the list of KO, and then suddenly realizing, "Oh shit!" And then, yeah. And then, then Owens beats him up. So we need to find a happy middle ground between two, because Triple H thinks going to be too serious, mm-hmm. and Vince thinks going to be too retarded. You know, oh. And, for all those snowflakes out there listening, I'm sorry I used the word retarded. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there's no 
No, there's no censoring, Paul. You're just going to have to get your face language. If you bitch about it, then you are retarded, so fuck you. Do what you get when you listen to Paul. Or to quote, to quote, uh, the drag performer Divine, whose documentary I was watching during the week. Eat my fast. <laughs> if you don't like it, then fuck you. Yeah. Oh, speaking. Of, actually, I did watch. This is some not what I had to do during the week. Uh, well, I, th- I think it may have been a more vulgar statement, but I, st- I tried not to use a more vulgar one. But uh, I finally, after months, after. Been so excited for it coming out, but then suddenly stopped starting watching it because I had other things to do. I finally finished The Punisher on Netflix. The Punisher was series. Uh, the series. Oh, who's who's The Punisher? Uh, John, in the series? John Bernthal. Who the hell's he? Yeah, uh, he's been in like Walking Dead and shit. He's, he's really good. He started off. He persevered in like Daredevil season two as a reoccurring character. Yeah. Or eventually get now getting his own series. I'll I'll need to watch more of these programs again because I I. I really haven't. The only one I really tried to watch on Netflix, like a newer series, was the oh, what was it? The Risen or something like that. I don't know that. Some kind of thing. It was about people had, from different periods of life coming back from the dead or some kind of thing. It's quite good. Uh, like the first two episodes are really good, and I think the problem was like the episode. Like three was a bit slow, and then there were a couple of slow episodes right, right, right in the middle of the series. Yeah. But then, right, but then you keep with it, and as the show goes on, as it gets towards the final episode, it gets progressively better and it gets more violent. I get like, violent. Like that's probably why they add on Netflix because they knew they could get away with it. Like especially like episode twelve, like it was thirteen episodes. Episode twelve towards the end is particularly bloody. And uh, I was going to say what something that happened. Happens in the end fight scene in the final episode, but it's it's a pair of a spoiler if you're going to watch it. But it is fucking brutal looking to watch. Yeah. Also, can I just say for all those finger wagging health nuts out there, I'm now on my third cigarette. Uh, Fuck we, you all. I wave the finger at you. Fuck you. <laughs> and Scott's suffering secondhand smoke. Oh no. I, I'm used to, I live in a house with my dad who smokes a lot. I, I I used to tend to hang around a lot of smokers a bit, mm-hmm. and I bet most of the smokers I I know will outlive me, and I'll be the one that fucking dies young. Don't don't say that, Scott. You know what's gonna happen? It's fucking karma. People, what's, what's gonna happen if what happens? And I have to do my fucking podcast on my own. Oh yeah, that's your main concern. Thanks, you fucking kidding bastard. You're welcome, Scott. I don't even want to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not looking at you. It's true, like. People, people get more about care, taking care of them, but it seems to be people who try, try to take care of themselves more are the ones who are more likely to die than the people who just smoke all the time. That. I heard a great a great quote the other day from a, a friend of mine. We said, the ones that are healthy are the ones that are happy. And I'm generally happy. You know, because most of the time I'm not always sober and I smoke. So, for all those miserable health nuts out there, fuck y'all. Uh, maybe the Red Sea Death episode, like, or he's he's trying to cough to to stop drinking and that, and then his daughter, who's always is a pure health nut, somebody while he's yeah. talking, just mid conversation, just has a heart attack. That's the one where he sees the pinky elephant. Yeah, see that's what's gonna happen. I'm I'm the doctor. I most of the other people in my life are like are Rob is, but I'm the one that's gonna just kill her one day. Are you saying I'm Rob is, But no, I'm just using the example. Then that's all right, one. 
yeah, let's uh, not be a roundup. Let's talk about Enzo. Enzo. No, apparently. Tut tut tut, Enzo. Yes. Uh, apparently, it was an an incident. Shall we say? An incident. Shall we say? A rapey incident. At a, <laughs> at a, You're a dirty little man. In a, in a, back in October. Apparently, the woman filed a report in October, but it's finally made it public in January, shortly before Rod's, near hours before Rod's 25th anniversary. Yeah. And apparently, Enzo knew about the investigation that was happening back in October. Because <coughs> you have to think, like, when someone's made a report, the police need to follow up and interview the person. Yeah. Apparently, he didn't tell Dewey until, like, just before Raw 25. Try to keep it quiet. I, he didn't mention it. That was apparently the main reason for his release. Not that, not mainly that he, not so that he did it. But the fact they didn't say anything about it. They didn't tell anybody, even though he probably should have mentioned it. Yeah. it was probably, if he had mentioned it, WWE could have worked around it. Apparently, Vince, Vince was in the room when he mentioned it, and apparently Vince said, get out. <laughs> apparently supposedly it was it, it was announced that he was suspended but like 12 hours at least later uh, later mm-hmm. it was announced he's been released supposedly even though it was announced that he's been suspended first supposedly he just got released immediately well vince for all of his shady business dealings he is a pretty moral man so if you get accused of something like that and you're under his employee you're yeah you're probably fucked. i think more so now because there are rumors that when Jimmy Jimmy Snooker was initially questioned about his girlfriend's yeah. death. There was rumours of him walking into a police station with a briefcase and not coming out with said briefcase. Yeah. Ooh. Supposedly that's not that's uh, Jimmy, uh, that's why Jimmy Snooker never got a bigger push than he did. Jimmy Snooker is he now not in the Hall of Fame or is he back in the Hall of Fame? I can't quite. I don't even know anymore. I don't. Um, Hulk Hogan's still there, but I don't think that's a fair comparison. Possibly murdering someone and being a little racist are not the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, supposedly, Sucre was going to be a bigger figurehead in the company, but because of this whole uh, possibly murdering somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it seem more casual. It's this whole, you know, maybe murdering somebody. But Snuka never, ever won a title in the WWF, did he? Not to my reflection, he was. Uh-huh. Apparently, an ECW champion, but back when he was like Eastern Championship, yeah, not Extreme Champion. Yeah. I think the first ECW champion actually. But he never won a WWF title. Not to my recollection. No. Yeah, I'm sure he challenged for one now and again. Yeah. Like, like it was in our coin, I'll tell you, that's the, the, the infamous like cage spot. Yeah, like the Morocco match, match, yeah. This was after the match, so this was, and he was attacking the heel after the match, so this kind of made him look like a bit of a dick, to be honest with you. Kind of, but it was a great spot. I mean, yeah. it influenced Mick Foley. Mm hmm. Yeah, but Mick Foley had done that himself at SummerSlam '97 mm. to Hunter Hearst Townsley. Yeah, yeah, like you said, for all events, well, see, he saw things. Apparently, when they announced when they made released a statement saying they'd been released, they didn't include the usual "best of luck in your future endeavors." They just pretty much trying to distance themselves from this whole Enzo thing, but possibly could be the best thing that happened to the Cruiserweight division in the end. Oh yeah, I was getting fed up with all those stupid soft shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I never much cared for Enzo. He was too <coughs> he was too much like the golden age gimmicky shit, you know. You know those footage apparently I think it was originally taped for Total Divas, but because uh, is going to be big ass so he's appears on it occasionally. Yeah. But uh there's some tweets that Enzo sent out after Cass got injured. I thought they were just like cavey, but when you hear Cass's comments on them, 
Yeah. They weren't essentially calling him, it just sh- it showed what kind of human being is. He said he called him a piece of shit. Called Big Cass a piece of shit? No, no, he called, no, he called Enzo a piece of shit for oh. filming, for treating the things. He said it showed what kind of character he is. Yeah. He mentioned how when he broke his leg in XT, I literally had to carry him down the stairs in our apartment into the car to go to physical therapy. Big Cass had to and, carry him. Had to carry and he said how when he got knocked out pay back in 2016, I was right there with him. Yeah. Uh, when I got hurt, he's taking this shit about me. Yeah. I like, I like Big Cass. I hope he comes back soon. And I was curious, because I wonder what, what plans they may have had for him or if they'll be affected by... That by his injury. Uh, yeah. If maybe if they still see him as favourably as they did before he went. I'm, I'm hoping... Well, you're talking about injured stars. I hope we're... Still hot on Drew when he comes back. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they could like have him like stay for like a month in NXT and get a, a rematch and then lose. With Drew, right? But yeah. simultaneously have him on the main roster because like for the first couple of weeks of his Rude SmackDown run, he was still finishing up finishing up a program with Roderick Strong. Yeah, in NXT, so it has been done before, like Sasha, like because she was. Still NXT Women's Champion when she got called up. I don't like her. I know, but still, it's another point. It's, saying how, it's a point, an example of how you can be an NXT and the main roster at the same time. Like, Owens did it as well. So did Paige. Uh, Owens did it as well. He got called up as NXT Champion. Beat Cena. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha. Anyone beating Cena is good in my book. Yeah, we, uh, the Enzo stuff and potentially just general musings of like, people coming to WWE. Oh. Have you heard about the show in September? Or the Bullet Club are trying to do the all as now tailed all in show. They're trying because somebody asked um, Dave Meltzer if uh, an independent show will ever like sell more than ten thousand seats approaching mm. uh, other than WWE. And Dave Meltzer said, "I don't see it happening anytime soon." And uh, Cody Rhodes apparently responded, "Challenge accepted." <laughs> so then they hate it's a self financial between him and the Bucks. And the Young Bucks are trying to put on this show a 10,000 seat arena, which, if it's successful, it's the first time in like 17 years, maybe, that a promotion other than WWE will have sold out a 10,000. That would be so cool. I'm assuming it's WCW will, be, will have been the last one that. I would assume. And uh, apparently it's looking good because uh, New Japan are doing a show in America called Strong Style Evolved on March 25th. Yeah. And that's a 5,000 seat arena, and apparently that's sold out in like 20 minutes, so hopefully. <laughs> That well, that shows a good sign for them. Yeah, I hope so. Cause it definitely put the shaters up WWE. I think the good thing is like, and they said that oh Jericho joining New Japan was the reason they changed their around the card of Summer the Survivor Series. And I said at the time, good because that made the card better. Yeah. So, and that's why WWE got better in the late nineties because they were the shit was put up them by WCW. So the more the shit's put up them, the better they have to step up. Definitely. So it's better for all of us, to be honest with you. It really is. It really is. And uh, apparently, even though Jericho versus Naito was uh, maybe a match, there's rumours that they're holding off on that and doing it at their Dominion show in June. The Dominion show? Right, show called Dominion. They place in June. I like it. In Japan. But, uh, I like it. But, uh, they, they announced a match the other night. Uh-huh. First one tell all they announced that Rey Mysterio will be there, and he challenged Justin Thunder Liger to a match. Oh, that'll be good. And the Liger fan was on comment. I didn't notice at the time when I watched the initial video. Apparently, Liger was on the Japanese commentary team, and he accepted there and then. 
So, yeah. I don't suppose he doesn't look like Ray's going back to the re yet. If he is going back. Yeah, but, but he will be. But then again, he. Uh, I'm sure he will. Then again, like Jericho made an appearance at Raw 25, even though he didn't. Even though he was still in New Japan. Then. So, yeah. Well, even now, after. Pretty much the show was already sold out, so. Now people have got that much. Yeah. To look forward to. So that was an that was an interesting bit of news. Cool. <laughs> Did you kill? How much more did I just kill? It was cool. Yeah, I want to hopefully in the next couple of weeks do more, like non wrestling related shows like. I enjoy talking about wrestling, but it turned into more of a wrestling show. The last he does of... enjoy talking about wrestling people. He does. And so do I. <laughs> but there is so much more to us. Yes, I know. And we, want to, we should show that. I'm just trying to figure out what, how. Well, there are so many more things we could discuss with the people. Yes. Like music. Like books. I was wanting to do a music lead. Games. <laughs> I was wanting to do an episode talking about our different tastes in music because we're very much very, and the music we listen to, we could do that next week. I I will be honest with you, Scott. I I I'm unsure if you have a taste in music because you never speak of it. So pretty much every time I mention a band. No, no, you I, went you went to see that band Killers. Killers. Yes, and you said and you said they were shit. So that's why I'm I'm afraid to mention. Did I, like, did I say that? Pretty much, you said they, well. Pretty much, you said they were horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm deeply sorry. Horrible to me, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to them. Don't take my word for it. Hmm. You know, a lot of the stuff I listen to, people would say is horrible. Oh, okay. We can get that next week. There we go. Next week's episode, we'll talk about our different tastes in music. And then, from that show on, we will, we will, we will rock scissors paper to play the final song of the show. Well, we've got a final song of the show. We usually, whenever it's a magic roundabout, it's your that was your choice and see. By God, if we're going to be doing music, we need to have a song for the end of the show. Oh, yeah. That's right. Whoever wins the discussion. There's no winning the discussion. It's just a general discussion. Yes, there is. No, there isn't. There is no winning. There's just a discussion. I won! I don't think it has to be a competition <laughs> with you, doesn't it? <laughs> That's not true. That is a, that is a terrible fib. <laughs> I feel like I'm dealing with a big child at times. I am not a big child. You are. Can't I you? am not. What? I am not. Yeah, yeah. Because keep constantly going. I am not is really a good way to <laughs> prove your point that you're not a child. I am not. <laughs> I am an. I am an adult. Damn it. At least I. I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> I do try. So, do you have anything else you want to talk about today? Oh, I don't know. No. Not, not too much. The only thing I really was curious about during the week was the possibility of Lashley coming back. And you've told me that is a big more than a, a big possibility. Yeah. yeah, and I was very interested in the fact that EC3 is coming back and mm -hmm. Rockstar Spud or Great Maverick. Great Maverick is going to be there. So, I mean, the WWE is getting very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um... Due to the fact my Netflix account is on hold at the minute, I have nothing new viewable to discuss. 
Have you watched? Have you had a chance to get back on the network and watch back the the rumble? Like you said you were. I have not. I tried the other day. I could not get back on the rumble. I remember some people saying they said it had been the best rumble, and they, and they mentioned by looking at recent rumble, they said the best rumble since twenty ten, as in the rumble match. So let's let's not say much because I don't think there's been a good rumble since the early thousands. I quite like the Rumble 2010 Rumble match because it's kind of a three-act structure because you've got Punk at the start dominating the early part giving his straight-edge sermon and he has, when he has, makes Great Kelly raise his hand and Kelly just chops him. <laughs> and you have Michaels frantically eliminating everybody trying to get his rematch with Taker even eliminating Triple H. Who won uh, 2010? Edge and so like I said that's the final part you have Edge making his triumphant return from injury yeah, and yeah, yeah. never to be winning. It's like Michael's Michael's gone mental when he realised when he's been eliminated, like he's frantically trying to grab back on the rope, and then he's like going mental, like no, what, he's being let me back in the ring. What year did Sheamus win? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. It was maybe Jericho supposedly. Uh, they heard it kind of gotten out, so they kind of to to swerve and try and make it less but they made Sheamus win. Ah, very good. I think both of them were going to be in the World Tail matches. They just decided to switch up who was going to win the. Who's going to win the, uh, the Rumble? Ah. Yeah, like I said, like, a three, perfect, like, three-part structure, like, Michael's going mental when he gets eliminated trying to get back in the ring and inevitably super kicks a referee. Yeah. I did, like, the, you see when Michael's, you're talking about Michael's and his occasional foray back into his former character? Mm-hmm. You see when he was going through a whole storyline with McMahon, the whole God thing? Yeah. When he was, I, from life, me, I know I've got it somewhere. I can't remember what the pay per view was when he was fighting McMahon. Yeah. Well, he fought McMahon in 22, and then he fought, then he, fought uh, he and Shane, uh, Fins and Shane fought him and God. Yeah. But I can't believe that's a sentence I said out loud. Yeah, yeah. But Mania 22, when you've seen the glimpses of DX, Sean, uh-huh. and like the bit where he just like does like <laughs> the nose spit thing at Shane, and you're like, fuck you, you know, you're like, I was watching that and having grown up watching Sean, I was like, where's fucking Michaels? You know, none of this pussy god shit. Where's Michaels? You know, with, with the... With the ah. One of the best things about the whole core thing is when Vince Shane go to church and Vince apparently goes, my god, Vince has got to strike him down and Shane's just on there and just casually just steps away. Yeah, I like I like the thing where, where Vince is praying before the match. He's like, listen, God. You don't like me, and I don't like you. <laughs> and, and he does the thing where the triple H thing where he spits the holy water, and he's like, oh, "Don't know how he does that." <laughs> but yes, but no, I think I think I have exhausted my repertoire for the day. Uh, I kind of just decided last week. Oh, we're going to talk about these news things that went that went. Uh, we didn't get to talk about last week, and anything else interesting that I could figure it. So. That's all the preparation I made. You can see how prepared I was. Oh, totally. Well, the only thing I can say is I have a, a fun little tune for our for wrap-up. What song do you want to play us out for? Just for fun, I would like to play a Marilyn Manson song. Fair enough. From his first album, I believe. Yeah. And uh, so that's all we have time for this week. Remember, like us on Facebook at SP. 
no, facebook.com forward slash rambling podcast. It's on t- follow us on Twitter at FB Rambling and follow me at SwimmingClub eighty six. And uh, tune in next week where we're going to be talking about our different tastes in music and hopefully we won't end up shouting at each other and calling our, each other's picks shite. We won't shout. I'll win. There's no winning. It's just disgusting. There's always winning. Yay, I win. <laughs> I won't play your song at you. Okay, you know, okay, I'll stop. He's like a fucking chance. I'll win. <laughs> I'm going to stop before I do something I have to regret. Thank you, everyone. Here's Marilyn Manson to play a fight.